Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. So Ethan, well, Patrick, Ethan is just figuring out now tell, how name recognition works. Patrick just bl- blasted my mind open. And <laughs> the possibilities of what we can do with this podcast are unlimited. Endless. 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 We, we just figured out what YouTubers have figured out years, years ago. ago. Years, years ago. Years ago. I just, I don't even know what we were thinking. So I posted, oh, I found you guys, I found your guys' podcast because I was looking for Father Anthony's podcast. And your guys' podcast was the first one that came up. Now we interviewed him. Yeah, we interviewed him. Right now, I, th- I think I think that may have been because at the time, clerically speaking, it was smaller than us. Yes. So for like two weeks. For like two weeks, but this might this so this might not work. But Ethan was like, "Oh, we should have more guests," and I was like, "What if we just put the guest name name we in the podcast? We just put people's names in the <laughs> podcast. We can do whatever we want. Like it doesn't even have to be as blatantly obvious as like putting." <laughs> Matt, Fred, Sarah Swafford, how how Emily long, Wilson in the top title. How All we long have do you to do, think we could do, we could name every podcast title. This is Ascension Presents, and then like the name of the episode <laughs> before we before get a season desist letter. Where <laughs> they tell us to stop doing that. I don't understand why Catching Fox hasn't done that as a bit like a year ago. That would be so funny. It's every single episode is going to be Ascension Presents in conjunction with Father Mike Schmitz and Emmaus Road Publishing, and featuring Scott Hahn. And then whatever the name of the podcast is. And then they open the podcast and it's us. It's, it's just, just us. us. It's us for, for an hour. For an hour. And then they're like, hey, you know what? I kind of like these guys. I'm going to stick yes. around for their podcast. I get oh. the bit. I like the joke. This whole you time know- I was thinking that we would get famous honestly, but I forgot that you could cheat. I forgot that you could grift. I totally <laughs> forgot about grift. I had no clue that you could just lie on the internet. No one told no me. One, no one told me this. I just believed everything everyone said. Five years of podcasting for nothing. I've nothing. learned nothing. No, no, no. Here's the grip, Ethan. Here's the grip. We we name every podcast after a different famous Catholic celebrity, and we make we mention why we're doing it at the beginning. And the only people who will stick around are the people who, like us, think that's kind of funny. Think that's got a little and bit And that's funny. who we want. Yes, that's who we want. <sighs> Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that didn't lie to get to where it is today. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. In five years, we will not be able to say that anymore. In five years, we will be welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast that, you know, 
Made it 10 years just riding on the coattails of other people's hard work. Welcome, you know? to, welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that didn't lie for the first five years of its existence. <laughs> speaking of being, speaking of a group full of famous Catholic people, do you want to know where I was a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago? Uh, you were? Well, I was in Melbourne a couple of days ago, but a couple of weeks, the day before we left for Melbourne, I went to uh, an event okay. in Steubenville, Ohio. Ah, yes. The Franciscan University of Ohio. They always and have to put the the in front of it because they the trademarked the, the. The Franciscan the, University the Franciscan of Steubenville. Why were you there? I was there for a talk uh, by J.D. Vance. To J.D. Vance is. J.D. Vance. He wrote Hillbilly Elegy. He's running oh. for office. He's running for office. He's running for the Senate in Ohio. Of Ohio. That's Wait. this is speaking of things that take less than two minutes to explain. He wrote Hillbilly Elegy. He's running for office. Oh, cool! I'll vote for him. Like that's just it's such a good yeah. campaign, you know. Right. Uh, I haven't read Hillbilly book. Elegy, but I know lots of people that have claimed to read Hillbilly Elegy. So it I, was a good book. Yeah. Not gonna lie, saw the movie. It was great. Read the book before I saw the movie. Mm-hmm. It holds up. Uh, but anyway, I was meeting a friend there. Nice. A mutual friend of ours. Oh. Um, who was a, a book writer. Ooh. And, and, uh, and I, I went, I, I was like, I said hi to him. I wanted to go say hi to him. Who was it? It was, it was not Scott. It was Brandon. I was there to see Brandon. Brandon McGinley. Yeah. I was there to see Brandon. Can we get and, him on the podcast? Oh, we could probably definitely get That'd him on the so podcast. Fun. I was there to, I was there to say hi to him. I only caught the last back end of the talk and it was a classic, like, you know, Republican running for office in Ohio. Yeah, talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, I was like, all right, I don't really care about talking to this guy, but. I was there to see Brandon, and Brandon, who obviously wrote a book with Dr. Han, was like mm-hmm. talking to Dr. Han, and they also had this guy who run the guy who runs New Polity, and I'm like, I don't want to walk up to this circle. Who runs New Polity? Uh, his name is Jacob. Jacob Imam. Yes. Okay. Do you know who yes. that is? I heard him on Matt Frad's show. Gotcha. Yeah. So they're yeah. good friends too. So anyway, yeah. th- th- this this guy is he, he's a he's a very smart guy. He's obviously not as well known as Dr. Han, but he's just as smart, if not smarter. He's getting his doctorate at Oxford, just nice. like. So and he is so nice. He's so uh-huh. nice. Anyway, I told him that we've been talking about post liberalism on this podcast. He's like, really? Yes. And um, so he might be listening to this. But anyway, so I'm he walking. Probably won't. Uh, he probably he might. He's that he, nice. That's how nice, nice he is. That's true. That's so. That's nice. how nice he's just not. He's a swell dude. Anyway, yeah. so, uh, but anyway, I'm I'm like walking up to this group of people, and I I am the dumbest person in what this you, group of people. Did, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm not the dumbest person in the world. I'm just yeah. saying I'm the dumbest person in this group of people. Yes. And I was like, I very much did not want to be there anymore. But I was like, I want to say hi to my friend Brandon. This is but, why it's good for us to go together because anywhere you're with me, you won't be the dumbest person there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. That's a little uh, true. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> you know Greek. <laughs> That's fair, but yeah. you know, and, and but I want you, I want you to guess how long it took for me to bring that up in that conversation. <laughs> Thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're Dr. shameless. Doctor Ron asked me how my he asked me how my master's degree was do going. It, no, 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 like, oh, do it in the voice. Do it in the Greek. voice. Do it in the voice. Oh, it's Patrick, right? And I should have I should have uh, I should have responded. It's it's Scott, Scott right? Scott, right? <laughs> Scotty. Is it is it Scott? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that that's how you know you remember those that feeling at a, at a conference when you're walking up to someone who's much more famous than you, yeah, and they're talking to someone, and so you're just standing there like an idiot, yes, yes. and you're like, I really want to meet this person, Gosh, yeah, but I feel like an idiot, and they know you're standing there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they also think you're an idiot. No, they yes. don't because they're good. They're a good person. But I'm just like, imagine that, but times three. That's yeah. how I felt. 
It was good bad. friend of the podcast, Patrick Tolls, had this experience. But instead of going to meet um, someone actually famous, he was going up to talk to Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers. Um, <laughs> which, and it's so, I have a video of him. I might splice in the audio to this podcast right now of him freaking out right before he went up to talk to him. How are you I feeling? Hey, chill out, chill out, chill out. Everything's fine. Don't be nervous. Yeah, it was, it was very funny. So it's that's just like really for regular people, that's what it's like. But for us, it's like, oh my gosh, it's Brandon McGinley. What do I say? What do I say? What do I say? But it's like, dog, he he wrote like a book. He's yeah. normal. He's a normal guy <laughs> who just wrote a book that happened to be really good. You well, know? Brandon, I had no problem with because he and I have gotten lunch before. Sure, but it was like I was like trying to make it clear to the other people that I like. I'm not. It was these three guys are like they know each other. They're friends. They're very smart. Yeah. They're talking shop. A conversation that I'm not involved in, nor should I be privy to. Sure. And I'm just like, I promise I'm not just like, you know, fan group. Yeah, fangirling here. I'm trying to talk to my friend. How do you convince who, them? You can't at that point. There's no way to convince them that you're not. No, no, no. Here's what you do. You be you're you're a guy like Brandon. You're a good guy, and you're like, hey, Patrick, you you know these people, right? And I'm like, yes. Thank you, Brandon, for acknowledging my presence. And bringing me into the conversation because one of them like was was like slowly like boxing me out, and on accident, and uh, it was kind of weird. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate that that happened to you. No, it's fine. I'm just I just like I I was acutely aware of every social thing that was happening. You know, most people when you're with it, when you're in a relaxed environment, you're not aware of every social cue, and you know you're not aware of everyone's posture. But like when you're when you feel that in self insecure about like the group of people that you're in all of a sudden you're noticing like every like shoulder movement you're noticing every like sideways glance and you're overthinking everything yes is that just me it might be it might be just me this is another reason why we need to be together all the time is because you're like patrick they don't care they're not they're not thinking about you at all what they're thinking about what scott hana was thinking about probably was that oh i'm a little hungry I (laughs) i could use a tuna sandwich it's probably what he was thinking yeah. And, and Jacob Oman was like, thank goodness I took all my money out of the stock market. You know, like that's what he was thinking about. Wow. And uh, I mean, uh, kind of. He, he could beat you up. But he could. I mean, he's, he's very big, very big <laughs> he boy. I think I'm he's just, taller than me. <laughs> he's. I'm just mad at him because he's convinced me that the stock market is immoral and I don't know what to do with my money now. It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm upset with him for that reason. Yeah, um, I purposefully didn't read that article because I was like, I have a retirement plan. I know, like a 401k. <laughs> what do I do? Um. No, I don't have that experience in Catholic conferences because what I do is I just assume that everyone knows who I am and that <laughs> they're the ones who should feel bad for not knowing me, right? <laughs> and so, like, I'd, I've never met Matt Fred. I had but never that considered time, that the antidote to insecurity was just pride. Was just pride. <laughs> Patrick, this, yet again, another thing that podcasting should have revealed to us five years ago. <laughs> but, like, when I walked up to the Pints with Aquinas table at Seek 2019 or whatever the last conference was before Focus got scared to have in-person events, um, the <laughs> I just walked up and I walked behind the table next to Matt Frad and just prominently placed the crunch stickers right next to all of his other stuff. And I didn't say a word to him, and I was just like, I just did it and I looked at him and then I walked away and then he called me a bastard and it was perfect. <laughs> it was so much better than doing anything else. That's hilarious. Yes. It was so funny. That's really funny. Yeah. My most liked Instagram photo to this day is me manning the pints of Aquinas booth by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that existed. Pictures I... of my wife, my wedding. <laughs> Patrick, we, we got to get into it pretty quick today. Yep. You got somewhere to be? 
No, not that I have somewhere to be. Just that I feel like there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about. We've been doing this for a bit. We're a li- we're ancient now. Okay, we are ancient of days. Tell people what we're referencing. So, this week marks the five year anniversary of this podcast. 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 In fact, it's it's pretty much to the day. We've been doing this for five years. We started this in 2016. On September 11th, 2016, yeah. we launched our first episode. It was great. What a tough time to begin. What a tough time to start. What a tough time to continue. Uh, hey. <laughs> um, we've been podcasting for five years. Great episode. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> One sec. I got to blow my nose. All right. Allergies going crazy this week. If you want an inside look at what podcasting is like, it's this. Someone has a bodily fluid they need to get rid of, and then the other person just waits. You sniffle on every like every other sentence. You're like, anyway, I. <laughs> you're the one who has to edit this. Actually, I'm just I'm just sick. Welcome to the sick cast. Why are you so sick? I don't know. Probably take emergency before I got on the airplane. Yeah, you went to Florida, which is as we know. The sickest county that's ever existed. The, the sickest Miami place in the world. Miami Dade vaccinations lag thirty three percent behind the rest of the nation. <laughs> it's like unironically how news podcast sounds. It, it really is. Um, okay, we were talking about we've been podcasting for five years. Yes, and I feel like it's good at least once a year to stop to slow down to talk about the podcast. Stop talking about liberalism. To, yeah, not talk about liberalism, not talk about politics. I've got some. I've got probably two weeks of of topics lined up after this week. That's two topics. You make it sound like <laughs> a lot less than it actually is. I've uh, got two weeks of topics for our weekly podcast. <laughs> I have two topics. I have uh, a whole weeks worth of topics. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, does make it sound a lot. Very generous. Um. What I'm saying is I got two more topics after this. I want to talk about Protestantism, Great. and I want to talk about um, this book that I'm reading, From Christendom to Apostolic Mission, which cool. everybody ha- has been reading lately. Um, skinny Who's little guy. Uh, Father, what's his name? Uh, Monsignor Shea. Cool. Yes, Monsignor James I'm P. Excited. Shea of the I'm University excited. of Mary. We're going to have some good, good podcasts. I also want to talk about this podcast I've been listening to called The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill. Have you heard of this? No. And the fa- Mark Driscoll is the pastor. You might have heard of him. Yes. Um, he's like the super maniac, like freak out, yell at people, machismo uh, pastor um, that he got kicked out of his own church. But God it's kind sucks. of about like him just planting the church and then it growing. And I just feel like I've learned so much about Protestant culture just by listening to this one zoomed in story of how this guy was, you know, abusive and his leadership was uh, super not healthy. Uh, organizationally but just there was also lots of positive and beautiful things that happened because of that church and i'm just like noticing the differences between protestants and and catholics so that's that's coming in a later week so tune in next time here's what we got to do ethan here's what you have to do tell me when we talk about that we have to put the rise and fall of mars hill in the title in the title in the title look for it people are going to look for it Yes. documentary style podcast yes and then they're um, gonna find our commentary a catholic commentary, commentary on, on the rise boom. and fall of mars hill it's like how you can never find like you look for you know Kawhi leonard dunk over Giannis Antetokounmpo, and you google that and you find an nba video of like 30 seconds of someone talking about like the nba game and then like the clip is sandwiched in and then the 30 more seconds of them talking about it and it's just like no i wanted just to see the dunk of the guy over the guy 
Sure. Yeah. You know. So anyway, but so but that's going to be us, right? We're going to be the we're going to be the result of people's consternation and frustration. Yes. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Patrick, tell me about your experience podcasting for five years. Um... It's a lot of texting back and forth. Hey, sorry, I'm late. I need to pee or get coffee. That's a lot. It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of conversations like that. I don't know. I I was I was just surprised by the. I did catch a little bit of the post earlier. For those that don't know, I made a post on the Crunch Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash/theCrunchCast, and I asked people to to write in in the comment section below about their experience of the Crunch, why they started listening what's kept them listening, what's changed in their lives. Yeah. It's actually some pretty powerful stuff in there that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, and I, I, I was just, just kind of surprised about how many people like have found it so meaningful. Like when I listen to yeah. podcasts, when I, when I think about people that listen to our podcast, I'm like, oh, they just do it because it's a fun way to like pass the time while you're like driving or like doing laundry. You know, and some people are like, this podcast has changed my life. I'm like, right. whoa, 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 whoa. Because we I'm entering RCIA because of this podcast. And you're like, That's uh, what? So I, I just kind of want to know like what what the heck like mm-hmm. why what on earth why this podcast why this format what's good what's bad what's mm-hmm. better you know what I mean good better best I don't know I mean if you just trace our our lineage back to the very beginning I mean when we started. Gosh, five years is such a long time. It feels crazy. Like I say, I've been saying that all week. It's like, oh yeah, this is five years of podcasting. But it's like five years ago, I was a whole ass different guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, like I'm the same weight. I haven't physically changed. I am very much not the same weight. (laughs) (laughs) I looked at a picture. I looked at a picture of myself uh, from not just five years ago, but like when Phoebe and I met and like we were hanging out for the first time. And I was like, Oh boy, I was wearing untucked button up shirts. Cause I had to like, that's what <laughs> I looked, I looked big. I was a big boy. Like, 
You've done so well. I'm very proud Thank of you, you for, Thank for you. losing the weight that you've lost. It's mostly diet, you know? It's all <laughs> diet, dude. It's all diet, dude. That's what people don't understand. Just stop slamming pixie sticks at 4 a.m. and everything seems <laughs> to start working out. Um, it was when we started five years ago. Here was my mindset, right? <clears throat> I've got a lot of important things to say. I, I've listened to a couple podcasts, and I think these guys are, are jokers, and I think I could do way better than them. Sure. <clears throat> All I need is a co-host that will <laughs> that will go along with me. I need a Robin. <laughs> I need a Robin. I need a co-host because I because I I mean I honestly didn't even know that much about podcasts, but I knew that it was weird to do one by yourself. It's it's possible. It's, it's very possible. possible. You just have yeah. to script it. Yes, and I didn't have. I've been thinking about it. doing more scripted podcasts. I have you. too. Can we talk about that yeah. in the future? We portion should. of this episode okay. yes contrast and like i thought that okay here's here's what i know is that my friends think i'm funny i know a little bit more than the average person about catholicism i'm a little bit more invested in the church and in a, a spiritual life than the average person so i feel like i'm in a position of where i could do something like this and it would be fruitful a one step ahead kind of guy yeah not, and that's, not light years ahead one no step ahead and that's a pretty good description of this podcast. We're just one step ahead. We're a step ahead. But like we're always a step away from like, you know, falling. Yeah. Um, that's just a reality. That's why I started. You started because I asked you to. Yes. Was there more to it than that? I started because it sounded fun. I was like, hey, you know, the, I, I, I kind of I knew what a podcast was. <laughs> Uh, because you studied uh, communications, yeah, but like we didn't like talk about podcasts. We didn't talk about communication. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about podcasts. I I it wasn't like I mean podcasts are so much bigger now than yes. they were yeah five years ago. It's true, even you know like Dan Harmon did a podcast, you know, <laughs> and it was but it was like his podcast was like a recording of his show that he did right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was like him in front of an audience. If yeah. I'm wrong, yeah. yeah so yeah. like podcasts. What what I understood Catholic podcast to be was like EWTN posts its radio shows on this YouTube for audio and people and old people sometimes but like old people don't listen to podcasts anyway. I had no I knew kind of what a podcast was. I knew Gober had started one because he like advertised it mm-hmm. the year after I followed him after Steubenville. Mm-hmm. I had never I never really been interested in them and I was like oh Ethan this kid wants me I don't know your name he wants me to talk about uh, Bro Postle wants to like do a podcast. Uh, Cool. If he edits it, I'll talk to him for half an hour. That's fine. Yeah. You know, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. All I we was knew like, about each other was that we liked each other's tweets. You didn't like my tweets. I no, I did. I, I think we both knew from the beginning that you and I were the only funny people on Catholic Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because I always knew that you were so much funnier than I was, and I, I would say like a lot of my humor has been shaped by our conversations over That's the years. That's so interesting. What do you mean by that? I mean, like you've been you're, but you're funnier than I am. In we're funny in different ways. I don't think it's fair to. That's uh, fair. I guess I'm more ironic now. Yeah. My my humor when I was when I was younger was five years ago. I guess was so less like layered. Mm. It wasn't very nuanced. It was hard to. That's I guess maybe that's not true. My critiques of things were just placed like this is bad. I'm gonna make jokes about this is bad. Whereas yeah. like you're like you you'll I I don't know how to describe it. I don't know. Try. I'm interested. Yeah. It's like talk about me. Your <laughs> please talk about me. Your, your irony. Your like it, it's what I learned from Twitter in general is like mm-hmm. how to be ironic, mm-hmm. and I think you did it the best. Mm. And so it's like your your brand on Twitter was so like I'm tweeting and I don't care that I'm tweeting. Whereas like 
my tweets, I always felt like they they rang of like, I'm ta- I'm wait- I'm being funny. Everybody see, everybody look at how funny I am. Like that's how I felt tweeting. Yeah. Whereas like not, you're, it's not bad. You can't frame that as bad because what is a stand up comedian, but someone Except, who yeah. who gets up on a stage and says, everybody look. Here I am. Look at how funny I am. But I always envied those comedians who could get up there like Demetri Martin. Just be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. You guys ever think about how... I'm doing. It. I'm about to do a Mitch Hedberg impression. Never that mind. Was, was pretty close. Yeah. But that's not my style of comedy. Escalators really. cannot break. <laughs> <laughs> they can only become stairs. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I think that <laughs> that is a, an, an interesting element of it. Is that I, I knew that you understood why the things that I was doing were funny on yes. Twitter. That's, yeah. that's why, like, cause I'd be honest when I tell the story of how the podcast started, I say like Patrick was the first person to DM me. You were the only person to DM me to, to want to start a <laughs> podcast. That's it. That's interesting. Yeah. I tweeted and maybe someone else, you know, said, Hey, I want to be a guest or whatever. And I was like, yeah, we'll see. And I just kind of never did that. Um, but that first initial tweet, I remember, got like 90-some likes. And I was like, yeah. oh, wow, this is actually something that people desire. And then you responded. And I was like, oh, this actually could work. Because there were some tweets that I did that I knew were funny but, like, didn't get any traction. But you would like them or respond yeah. to them, you know? And it's, so it was the little things like that where I was like, all right, this guy probably gets it. And at least, at least some – and I knew you were orthodox somewhat. Sure, yeah. And so it was just – But it not like of, weird orthodox. Not like weird everyone orthodox. on Catholic Twitter was orthodox, but like some people were like weirdly orthodox. Yeah. So I think that has a, a big thing to do with it is – Like the, some people on Catholic Twitter back then, they're two, yeah. they had one of two tweets. They were like – they were either uh, porn is bad mm-hmm. and receiving communion on the hand is bad. Those were the two tweets. It was like there are two things that are bad in this world, porn and receiving on the hand. Mm-hmm. That was Catholic Twitter in 2015. Yeah. So you didn't think that was as funny as I thought it was. I thought that was very funny. Sorry, I was thinking about the next thing I was going to say. Ah, Sorry. there it is. <laughs> no, I was, I was, it's true. Those were the two types of takes. And then I think our podcast kind of evolved out of the two kinds of takes sort of thing. Sure. The the ill-fated alcohol episode. Yeah, it was bad. That will never be released. We have two episodes we've never released now. That's true. One's one's one I still have saved on my computer at least. Yeah, maybe one of these days. It's, it could come out. We have a bonus podcast. Patreon a bonus podcast that we deemed was not worth the free feed. We'll just toss it to our. Do not the patrons also eat the scraps that fall from the yes. master's table? And so a lot of our topics at the beginning were like. Here's why we're right. Here's why we're right. Here's a here's a correct thing about Catholicism. And here's what we think about it. And we're going to agree with each other for which, like 20 minutes. Which is why the podcast were only like 30 minutes long. Yeah, because there's really not so, much you can do about that. Enough time for one story from Patrick. Enough time for one story from Ethan. What's the topic? We're going to talk about the saints. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lot of it. And granted, I thought that was really good, at least for that time in my life, because it gave me a space to process the massive amounts of things I was learning in my free time about the faith. You know, because yeah. I had friends. I was still kind of in two worlds at that point. You were in a different social scenario than I was being at Steubenville. Sure. Yeah. But I was kind of like kind of in a Catholic group of friends, but none of them were very intellectual. Uh, or at the very least, like they were they were all not to say they were all dumb, but like 
none of them desired to read and study and learn in the same way that I was desiring to. Yeah. And the other part of my friends were still in the fraternity and my engineering friends, all these things. So there was really no common ground at all there. So there was no, it was good for me because I was able to talk about how this is how, these are the things that I'm learning and you can kind of see like us walking through that together. But you were in a different spot because I feel like you knew more than me and were actually studying it and did have people to talk about it with. So I'm curious yeah. like what the podcast role was for you in your life. Because for me, it was a place to work out the ideas that I was thinking about. But I feel like for you, it was a place to maybe do something else. Well, I mean, I, I would say it was similar for me, but it mm. was it was like I was it was another of many veins that i had of of, like sources of conversation that i had yeah because we would like we would have these long like my friends and i would have these long conversations about the faith oh that sounds great and it was it was great because like every pretty much everybody on campus was either orthodox or they were like they were trying to learn they had like they had Mm -hmm. questions like we like there were there were there were kids who were like students who were like oh i don't really know about gay marriage like i think it should be allowed and we would have conversations about that like honest conversations about that um, generally the hot button issues never like mm-hmm, I'm not mm-hmm. so sure about the Holy Spirit proceeding from both the Father and the Son. <laughs> yeah, uh, no one ever no one ever debates the things that people debated for hundreds of years at the I know, right? Christianity. Yeah. Thank goodness thank goodness for ecumenical councils to officially settle doctrine. Right. No one no one in the early church was like, I wonder if this sin that's been condemned since the old testament is actually bad. They were I like, How if, can we I wonder if this sin that God used to smite people for is actually good. It, no one, no one was having those discussions. Everyone, the discussions were like, "Hey, God became man." Yeah. What? What's up with that, man? Like, what? How do we deal with that? Yeah. How does this bread become Jesus? Anyway. Nobody so ever, we would. Anyway, go ahead. I'm done. Maybe I'm people were right. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, but, um, we were having those conversations all the time. But I guess the podcast was kind of like a way to bring that to the wider audience. I mean, when you when you look at these, like when you look at the people that are posting on the on the the post commenting on the post that you made. Mm-hmm. the common thread is like I needed a Catholic community and I didn't have it mm-hmm. or I didn't realize I needed a Catholic community and I listened to the podcast and it like helped me find it etc cetera, etc cetera. and I think like that's something that we figured out a couple of years ago and I think we've tried to improve on is like the point of the podcast is to model Catholic conversation in a normal way like yeah. being very yeah. normal to yeah. not being weird about it yeah but we you were know? weird though like looking we back weird. i feel like we were weird at the beginning well of course we were weird we had to know i mean at the beginning at the beginning it wasn't it was weird but i think okay so a bunch of people start podcasts i, I what i wanted to ask and i answered the question for myself okay, before great. i asked it wonderful i was like what <laughs> <Good> podcasting <laughs> yeah right preemptive podcasting because if we started the, podcast, the obama drone strikes of podcasting wow i'm, I'm done <laughs> If we started the podcast just talking about aspects of here's what we think that here's we we know the church talks about yeah other people start podcasts that are like that how come ours actually took off in a in a, in a small way like how come ours actually gained traction and I think it's because and has sustained an audience it's not a huge sure. audience but we've sustained an audience but it's an awesome audience yeah yeah and like how did we how did we get to the point where we have like it's also it's a, the other thing it's a steady audience like people mm-hmm. stick around yes. Which is why, which is why I have hope for the podcast going forward, and why oh, yeah. like the, like we we've we've kind of like hit a sweet spot, like a in a, a plateau. Mm-hmm. Like we're not. I mean, the first couple of years, the first couple of months of the podcast, we were like, holy crap, what's going on? Yeah. Um, 
but like I think well, that's why I'm hopeful for the future is because like the audience that we've maintained, the audience we've gained have made, stayed with us, and like what's what make which is which is more important than than size. But so like what has what has kept them there? And I think it's the conversation aspect, and that there were there were points where we would disagree. Like mm-hmm. I remember we had like an actual disagreement, and we like hyped it up on the podcast. So, like we're gonna debate. Ethan and Patrick are going to have a debate. We're going to be like, what's better, a small holy church or like a big church with like fewer people in it, with like fewer holy people in it? And we were like, I, you wanted to debate like, oh, I think a smaller church that's holier is better. And my, my point was, I think that as many people, like a really big church with people that are lukewarm in it is better uh, because like the second can be energized or whatever. And I've gone back and forth that over the years. But I think that was the first time where we, I think that may have been the first time we realized that we could disagree Mm -hmm. and have like a podcast about it. Yeah. Um, And it was our longest episode. (laughs) I don't even, I don't even remember that. Honestly. You remember? I I remember that. It was, it was cool. It was, when was that? I was like, it was like two or three months in, I think. Oh, okay. No, I remember that. I remember, I remember the debate because I was like, I was sitting in the cafeteria and I was thinking, Oh, I got to think about, I got to think about the debate. I got to prep for the podcast. And then I was like, I'm totally not going to prep for this podcast. And then I showed up and you were like, I didn't prep for this podcast. And I was like, hooray. Yes. That's the other thing too. I think the lack of prep in a lot of ways has uh, helped us. Could you imagine if we had tried to prep the podcast? Can you imagine if we tried? It would have it would have sounded so dumb, which is why I think we should start scripting now because yes. we at least know how we talk. Yeah. So like we can each take a turn scripting a podcast where we like we have like a script and then we you've jumped past the middle portion of the podcast and i'm sorry to the future i'm really excited we're gonna get there it's okay Okay. we'll talk about it just ask my mom i've always been like let's skip to the future and she's like no patrick you have to be in sixth grade before you can be in college (laughs) (laughs) you're very you're very vision driven which is good (laughs) yes i'm gonna Uh, rush through my entire life i'm gonna be on my deathbed and be like wait what hold on what's the podcast after this (laughs) what is the pot wait hold on god what is the podcast the big podcast in the sky patrick dies because god hey god where's the audio recording booth he's like no patrick you rest now and i'm like uh Uh, excuse me it's podcast time yes okay so we kind of grew a ton and we were like oh crap this is real and i think there was about a year of just what the heck are we doing yeah we i felt a lot of pressure to make it good. I was always talking about it. I was always tweeting about it. I wanted people to know that we did it. And then kind of you build up an audience and it feels like it's going well. You don't know what you're doing. You're starting a Patreon page. You don't know what you're, why you're making money. You don't know how to make money. Um, you're not giving anybody anything for their Patreon money. <laughs> exactly. Right. Like you're promising rewards that you can't keep. You're a senior in college. What do you think? You're, you're selling t-shirts with your you're future wife. selling they're t-shirts. Not. First round of t-shirts were the best. Wish I had some more of those because they're so comfortable. And I have all three in all three colors, very rare. Um, maybe I'll auction them off one day for <laughs> hundreds of dollars. Um, the, so I think kind of the senior year was, was good, but it was hard because there was just a lot going on. I, I just, I, yeah, I feel like there's not even really a way to define what really happened in between our, my junior and senior year or your uh, sophomore and junior year yeah. of the podcast because it was just... It was just happening so fast, and I just remember having to get up at 7 a.m. to record or, like, wake, like staying up super late to edit. Like, that was just the season where it just was, like, wham, 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 wham. Like, everything was happening so yeah, fast. Right. Um, and then kind of the becoming a missionary, and then... So there was this, like, the initial phase where we were, like, we're, we're weird and we're going to try to teach stuff, and then kind of this growth phase where, we're like, okay, we're funny, we're starting to hit our stride, 
we know what we're going to do. We're going to banter all these things. We're trying to figure out. We're experimenting with different things like monthly mailbag and weird <laughs> stuff like that. And then there was the, like, I had to take my break because I almost quit the podcast. You did almost quit the podcast. I almost quit the podcast like two years in and then got hired on as missionary. And I was like, I can't quit the podcast. I got to stay on. Uh, and then just took a break for training my first year. Then we came back. And then a couple months after that is when we did the rebrand, right? Yeah, a couple months later. Multiple people have mentioned the rebrand in the comments as like the thing. The the rebrand the rebrand didn't happen until I was started I started my job at Holy Spirit. Yeah. Because I remember Father Anthony saying it's working. He texted me, he was like, I'm listening to the rebrand, all I can think of is it's working. I think it's because it was more like clerically speaking. Is <laughs> <laughs> probably you why he so? thought that. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what we directly ripped off of. We're like, okay, they've got these bumpers. They've got these segments. It seems to work. Let's try it. Yeah. And I thought it was really good because it kicked us out of a little rut that we were in. Of just hopping on, talking, and hopping off. Yes. Because uh, we put a bit more thought and effort into it. But a lot of people on the comments on Facebook said they really didn't like the rebrand, but they stuck with it anyway, which is interesting. Yeah, uh, right? I don't know. It's kind of like our second album, you know? <laughs> people like, we were like i didn't like it i but, didn't hey, like it okay. but then uh, and then i think it also gave then, us license to think about talk about things that wasn't just our personal prayer lives yeah which i think was helpful yes. for my personal prayer life yes breaking out of that was really <laughs> i'm trying to remember like now we've kind of been a flip and like we hardly talk about our personal prayer lives which i feel like is good and proper um but i'm thinking about then it's like really all i talked about was what did i pray about this week <laughs> which was fine for a season but yeah. eventually it's like, this is really performative and weird. And we need to start actually like learning things that are not just about us. If we're going to talk about them every week and, and start wrestling with more complex ideas and things that are more yeah. uh, difficult and challenging and, and thought provoking. Yes. And we're not than, spiritual directors. So what insights do yeah. we really have that will help people with their prayer lives? Other than pray every day and uh, don't give up. Yeah, right. Like which is what which is what any good spiritual director is going to tell you anyway. You know, yeah, like so there's like, no new, there's nothing new in the spiritual life other than maybe a new enlightenment that God gives you, and like maybe it's pertinent to share that. But usually it's not. Yeah, <laughs> usually and it's, it's really, for you. I've been I've given talks on prayer before, and I always started off with like, "Hey, uh, it's really prayer is really weird because when you start trying to describe it for thirty minutes, it becomes really hard. It sounds really hard, but it's really super easy. Just do it." Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, I think that was a huge. I think it was a huge step for us to step away. the The rebrand was we're not a Catholic podcast anymore. We're just a podcast with Catholic people on. Yes, because before then we were a Catholic yeah. podcast and we wanted to be a Catholic podcast. Yes, and I, I was having like a I was having a crisis. I literally remember sitting in my sitting in the rectory where mm. I was living for the for the for the summer, and I really wasn't talking to anybody. I was just focused on my work. I was just I was on Twitter. I was reading. I was like, I was like, I tweeted this. I was like, I'm, I'm on Catholic Twitter. I have a Catholic job. I read Catholic books and have a Catholic podcast. Uh, I need uh, some hobbies mm-hmm. that are not Catholic. Things. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, well, is that really a problem? Because you know, like, it's supposed to like, it's like supposed to like permeate your whole life. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not permeating my whole life though. It's just my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not permeating my whole life. It's not doing. It's not. John in Paul II I didn't do. go canoeing. He went Catholic canoeing. Right, like that's that, it's how it felt, and it was like something needs to change. And I think that's what kind of motivated the rebrand because I was like, let's just be a comedy podcast that can appeal to a broader audience. That was part of it. It was like, oh, mm-hmm. what if it appealed to a larger audience? Which is like kind of a stupid motivation, but like yeah. 
it also kind of helped us re- retain our existing audience because they because yes. uh, people are not niches; they're right. complex people who like mm-hmm. multiple things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had to kind of break out of it, and I think after doing that for I don't know a couple of months or how long, however long it was, six months. Verify twenty twenty, right? Months. That was Ver- I love Verify twenty twenty. It was so funny. That was hilarious. Every week, it was like, who who's it going to be? And then we just deleted our Twitters. <laughs> then we just deleted our Twitters and never completed it. And um, Mitchell Musso didn't get elected to be the president of the United States, which is so sad. That's what, was, sad. Who, what was going to happen if you won Verify 2020? You were going to come on the podcast? I don't remember what the the end game was. Um, it, if we won, if we got Verify 2020, we were going to get Mitchell Musso on the podcast. We were. Yeah. I think that I think the running joke was everyone who sponsored Verify 2020. If we win Verify 2020, they will come on the podcast. Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, the animated Yaoming from Arthur. From Arthur. Tito from Rocket Power. Rocket Power. Yeah. Secretary at the Horse. Condoleezza Rice. That's still that collection. Whenever I see that picture, because it's the header of our Twitter, it's still it the header of our Twitter. I haven't taken so it down. hard because it's just such a funny collection of people that, like, can you? It, if you gave, I mean, a, a million monkeys smashing on typewriters eventually would be able to come up with it, but like nobody else would be able to create that exact group of people if they were trying to like. This is why the history switcheroo thing was funny, is because it's not about the people that are so close that you can easily identify them with each other. It's like, let's let's get the most disparate group all together. <laughs> the mountain crazy horse. LL <laughs> <laughs> Cool J. <laughs> Hillary Duff. Duff. Um, Rutherford the- B. Hayes. <laughs> Rutherford B. Hayes. <laughs> That's, That's all. That and then Hammy from Over the Edge. Yes. That's so <laughs> Who's looking funny. up at me with those eyes. Yes. Oh, it's this so is what, good. This is so funny because this is just like a collection of like... What is happening in Ethan and Patrick's brain in 2020? Whoever whoever did this, I I, I, I think it was Michelle, or I don't remember, or Melissa, I think was her name. She stopped listening, so I've forgotten who she was. Oh, no. Um, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh, she, she emailed me recently. She was like, hey, I'm so sorry I stopped doing this. And I was like, no, 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 we stopped doing this. We stopped doing it. It's really not your fault. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, it was so funny. Yep, the only comedy podcast that gets to go to heaven. Classic. And then you kind of have this post- uh, post rebrand era the rebrand is like modernism everything is post it or yes. pre it you and know? then you we've the... just kind of whittled down all the things about the rebrand that actually were good that and actually so worked yeah that actually worked so it's like the actual comedy so like being feeling more free to just joke and laugh with each other for the first however many minutes but then also having topics that are actually engaging and can reach people and they don't have to be about catholicism but they can be and they ought to because they're that's just part of who we are. And so yes, I think yeah. we kind of landed, I don't know when that transition happened. Probably, I don't know. Uh, Gradually. October, <laughs> October, November, December of 2020. And that then sounds into about 2021. right. Yeah. So this past year or so has been kind of this post rebrand thing. And this is the most fun I've had recording the podcast. I feel like every week, yeah. like there used to be some dread where it's like, oh, I got to, I got to gear up, you know, for this thing and like make sure True, I put yeah. on. But now I feel like it's so natural and casual and and good. And like like you said, thought provoking and intellectually stimulating. Like this is a way that my mind works things out, you know. Definitely. Yeah. And so I feel like we're we're in the best best place that we've ever been. There were definitely times pre rebrand, even during the rebrand where I was feeling like I was I was dreading the podcast. I was like, yes. I can't do this again like this. And 
it was funny because like I forget when it was, but when Clearly Speaking took their break and Father Harrison was like, "You guys should take your break," I was like, "You guys should take a break." I was like, "I can't even think about that." Like yeah. I would, I wouldn't. I'm like, "This right. is so great." What would I do if Patrick didn't make me laugh every week? Every week, yeah, and it's it's so fun because like. It, the the podcast is recreation, and maybe mm-hmm. we'll feel less so when we start if we start scripting. Sorry, sure. future future cast future. It's coming, but um, I don't know because like I don't I don't think I don't think the 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 conversation is when people ask me like tips about starting a podcast. I I tell them I I don't give them advice. Yes, I don't give them advice on starting podcasts. Correct. I can tell you I can tell you what microphone I use, and I can tell you what we shouldn't have done when we started, and like. You know, I, I'll tell them like use Red Circle, don't use don't use Buzz Buzz Sprout or whatever because mm-hmm. you have to pay. But like, I I really can't tell. Like we stumbled into this, yeah. And then over the years, we like refined it and refined it and refined it, and a lot of it has rested on you and me being really good at talking to each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's just how friendship works in general, and mm-hmm. like that's a big lesson that people take away from the podcast. I hope is like the only people you can have these conversations with are your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and you should be having these conversations with your friends. You should be talking about, you know, hey, was the liberal project a failure? You should be talking about that with your friends, even if they yeah. don't want to talk to you about it. Even if run away every time you pull out, every time you pull out a. Uh, you know, an encyclical on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on, you know, rare, every time you pull out uh centissimo auto or whatever, there you you, they're, they're like, they're like, Hey, 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 I want to hear about rare Navarum. You don't want to hear about rare Navarum for the perspective of job all the second. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. They run and they like, get, get back, get back here. Let's talk about it. Uh, yeah, you should be having those conversations. I don't know. That's, that's what I feel. No, I think that's good. And I think that's what we're doing kind of the most now. And that's the other thing that I've been seeing a lot of lately on the Facebook page is people saying, Hey, like, I just wish that I had people in my life to talk about these things with, you know? Um, yeah. And, I mean, the goal is not to just give you all a bunch of ideas that's then, like, now you have to hold them and not do anything with them, you know? Yeah. Like, Patrick and I are always trying to refine our mindset and the way that we think about the world and the way that we pray and live and are faithful sons of the church. Like that's always something that we're trying to pursue. And it's like, sometimes it'll be good and sometimes it'll be bad. But if, if nothing else happens, right? Like you don't need to have the conversations that Patrick and I have. What you need to do is repent and grow in holiness and conform your mind to that of Christ's. And that's it. You know, like, and if that's all that we do, you know, that's okay. And so I think I, Sometimes maybe we can be a bit too, uh, I can be a bit too firebrandy about this. Yeah. You have to do this. You got to go out and do this thing. Um, when in reality, it's like the conversations that we're having are meant to be good because they're meant to be casual introductions to a different way of life. And that's that's why like we don't bring up the things that we do, whether it's fasting or the fact that we don't have TVs in our homes or the fact that I want to give up my smartphone or the fact that we pray at certain times and read certain books. Like We don't talk about these things because we're trying to impress anybody or because we're trying to say this is how everybody ought to live, but it's because we're, and maybe you disagree with this, but I feel like it's just saying like, Hey, it's, it's okay. And it's good. And it's probably what's needed to start to break away from the rest of the world and start live a little bit differently. And that's how I, how I feel like the podcast over the last year has really grown. It's just to really, so that we've found like, as we've both gotten married, right. 
and things are changing and we have jobs that are a bit more big boy ish. Um, at least for me, it's like, all right, now what, you know, what, what comes next? And yeah, that naturally leads itself to a lot uh, different kinds of conversations than the ones that we had when we were in school, for example. So, yeah. I think, I think when, um, I think when people listen to this podcast for the first time, they should start here at this episode. So if you want to send an episode to your friends, maybe have them listen to a couple and then listen to this one. Cause I, I think, I think people, people can get intimidated by the back catalog. Yeah. And they can say like, Oh gosh, like there's so many, there's so many podcasts. There's so many episodes and throw back to our gray Havens interview. <laughs> you know, when I asked him what people should start listening to, he was like, you guys should listen, you should listen to our most recent music. Like don't listen to our earlier stuff. And I was like, Oh, why be earlier stuff is great. And I'm like, I was a fan. So I thought that, but like other people don't think that. Um, but it's like, if you really want to hear who we are now, mm-hmm. listen to the most recent episodes. Episode. Yeah. Um, and then like, if you want to, if you want to know where we've come from, where we're going, listen to the anniversary episodes. I think, I think those are solid. We always do retrospectives and, you know, or the new year's Eve ones. I don't know. We, we do that too. Yeah. Every year, 20 grow 22 is coming up. 20 grow 22. I'm so upset. <laughs> 20 grow 19 was my favorite one. Cause yeah. it was like when the bit really solidified. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, so where are we going in the future, Ethan? What's going on? What do you, what, oh, captain, my captain, where are we put it? I think this is, this is a perfect time to just dream, right? Like blue sky, what do we blue do? sky? If we could do anything, I would like to start, uh, the crunch podcast network. Okay. All right. We're going to, we're going to, without, with, with an audience, the size of ours, we are going to diversify. <laughs> well, let's, let's think about it. Right. Okay. So. CPN Crunch Patrick Nevy. I'm Crunch Podcast Network. <laughs> Crunch Patrick Nevy. Let's think about it. The next let's so let's let's assume that we do this for five more years, right? We could be doing this for yes. ten years. Okay, that's huge. Our first five years have been marked by starting it, growing, um, trying to figure out where our footing is, and then landing in a spot that we feel really good in and being there for about nine months to a year. That's where we're at right now. So like that's we feel like at, we're yeah. really we're in a we're in a stable place. We've kind of gone through our growing pains as a podcast. We've grown in friendship. We've both settled down in married life, you know? Indeed, yeah. As settled as you can be, being a month and three days into marriage. Um, it's like I'm basically an expert. I'm basically an expert. And so now, looking into the future, it's like, yes, we're, we're things are going to get crazier. And in five years, we might have four or five kids betwixt the two of us, you know? Okay, yeah, good. Who, who knows? <laughs> I was like, I was like, yikes, but yeah. Yeah, like, they, they could Each. be way different, but um, we don't have to figure out how to podcast, you know? Like, we have yeah. we have routines and habits in place to make podcasting easy at this point. Sure. And so, I'm what I'm saying, when I say podcast network, I'm not saying because we have this huge audience, but it's like, okay, if we wanted to do uh, some kind of scripted cast, you know? Gotcha, like, okay. I feel like we have this opportunity to go into different feeds. And so, Interesting. so, yeah, so this, maybe this is crazy, but like have the crunch always be the crunch and it's a weekly thing and it's, it's good. And sometimes we do interviews and sometimes we upload twice a week and sometimes they upload once a week, uh, but then maybe we'll get more frequent as time goes on. If we start making more money, uh, <laughs> the, but the crunch is always this, right? It's we're Gosh, joking, yeah. we're laughing and we're, cool. we're working ideas out. But then maybe we start another podcast, and who knows what the name is, but maybe let's call it Ethan and Patrick's Scripted Podcast. And, <laughs> Ethan and, and Patrick's second unnamed podcast. It's like and, document two on the Yes, and but maybe that's like a, we each do a four to eight week 
thing and like you have one for four weeks and it's just you and then I have one for four weeks and it's just me and then maybe we go into a longer one um, you know and then there's this and but you can you know how like the serial podcast they just have like multiple ones and it's like yeah. one, this one has eight episodes and that's its whole thing and then this one has ten episodes and that's its whole thing um, I feel like the podcast world is kind of tending in that direction where it's the same people doing the same kinds of things but for individual stories and individual projects they just they don't do it under the same feed anymore. Yeah. They switch it to another feed, which is why I think it, because we do both have that desire to start doing different things and scripted things, you know, even the Bible cast, right? If we weren't doing it just on yeah. Patreon, that could be a different thing. And maybe one day after years, we start releasing those for free <laughs> once, yeah. once they're done, you know, like everybody else has gotten them. Or we could even, or we could even release them as like, like once we finish the Pentateuch, we could do like what Dan Carlin does, and we can just like, oh, just get them all combine as a them all together. Yeah. yeah. So if you don't want a Patreon support, you can just be like, oh, this this is X amount of bucks. I don't know how much it would be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think there's just ways to to go about it, um, and expand in the way we want to expand, and maybe we meet people who like to do the same things that we kind of do, and we can get them in, and they pay us a fee. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, we do it. We do it. What Jake Paul does, and we charge people to be a part of our group. We don't have to do that. We don't have to do that. But I could just, I, I could I've, just see, like, because we're not on social media, this is way more challenging. I, I'll take the challenge, honestly. Um, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if social media. I think you may be overestimating social media's contribution to. I mean, how else do you meet people around the country who think like you do? I mean, I. I wasn't going to listen to the rise and fall of Mars Hill, even that's though true. I've seen it on social media until you told me about it. Yeah, that's fair. When you're, when you tell your friends about a podcast, they're yeah. more likely to listen than when they see it. On but I'm thinking media. more so finding other creators. I as, see. As much as I disdain the use of that word. I do live near the Franciscan university of Steubenville where the Joe Rogan of Catholic podcasting just moved. That's true. So, well, I don't want I could, Matt Frad in our podcast network, if that's what you're suggesting. I could talk yeah. to him about the idea of doing serial podcasts, and we could do them together. That would be kind of crazy. We'd yeah. have to really think about that. Like, what would we do, and how would it be good? I'd be like, hey, Matt, I Ethan had a, a quick observation. You know, the, the world of podcasting seems to be moving in a serial direction. Mm-hmm. Serial. Yeah, luckily, oh, no, that's pretty good. <laughs> luckily, we have a serial podcast. Come on! There it is on the show, the crunch cereals, and it's spelled like cereal. Yeah, that's the like the food. That's funny. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff in Steubenville happening in Steubenville right now with New Polity and with Matt being there. Yeah, and I think I think there's, I think there's, um, not to mention New Catholic Generation. (laughs) Anyway. Patrick never never does that with me. He never p- p- contributes to that joke with me. I won't do it. They're nice people. They are nice people. Their brand completely fell apart. So we can talk yeah, about it. Yeah, but that's that's because that's because they didn't that's because they didn't need it anymore. Like they yeah. were they all had different they all had different things. Right. They all wanted different things. I mean, David already had like I mean, David had a completely different YouTube channel that he was making money off of that he didn't need, you know, new Catholic generation to be. Right. The the problem was they the problem was they wanted to be Catholic speakers, and nobody cares about Catholic speakers anymore. That's true. I said one of the Steubenville guys called me and asked me for my advice, my feedback on um, on Steubenville, and I, I straight up told him I was like, my teens don't know what a Catholic speaker is. Tell the speakers to stop saying that they're Catholic speakers because they don't care. Yeah, it's and true. He was like, That's a good point. And I was like, 
Thank you. I mean, it's just, you know how you can sing? He was like, we kind of create our own monster, you know, because mm-hmm. Catholic speakers used to just be youth ministers that spoke at Super Bowl conferences, but now they're doing it professional. Like, here's a nip speaker culture in the bud. Okay, one, two, three. Stop saying speaker. Yeah. Just stop it. Just just tell me what your job is. Yeah. Even yeah, if I'm you, a even if you're even if you speak or you're a radio host like like Katie, right? She's like, you could say I'm a podcaster, I'm a radio host full time. You don't have to say that you speak full time because mm-hmm. the whole thing about no one. Someone someone made this joke on a YouTube video I was watching. They're like, how do you become a motivational speaker? Do you, are there like open mics for motivational speakers? And I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. It's just you know you you do a normal thing and then you write a book about it and then people pay you to talk about your book and then you're like, oh wow, it's much more lucrative to do this once a month than it is to actually have a job and then you stop doing your job. Yes. So anyway, sorry, this is a total tangent. I think there's I think there's a lot of buzz going on. A lot of professors from Steubenville have come up to me and talked to me like, how do you start a podcast? And that really? might be the advice that, yeah. Okay. It's happened once or twice. Nice. <laughs> that might be the advice. That might be the advice that I give them of like, hey, you should just do a serial podcast and uh, pay us to promote. I'm just kidding though. No. But like, we yeah. can, yeah. I, I'm just thinking about like Scott Hahn's most recent podcast, right? Because here's the end goal. We're not talking about these things and these people so that we can get in with a certain crowd. It's, I really don't care if I know Scott Hahn and Matt Fratt. Like, that doesn't make a difference to me. Gotcha, um, yeah. What my desire is, is how... Because, again, it goes back to this Mars Hill thing, right? Which is when the church was at its the height of its popularity, like, this, this crazy, like the, they interviewed the guy who was working as their media team person. And this is back in, yeah. like, 05, 06... Um, they, they had three red cameras. Um, and he said like the entirety of MSNBC or something had two red cameras. Yeah. <laughs> and just their church, they had three and they, it's, it's because Mark Driscoll understood that in order to get super famous and get really rich and be able to have power and influence that he had to hop on the, the online media train early and so they had yeah. chat boards for their church back in the 90s. Like they were way on top of it as far as media stuff, which is how they got so big. Um, but they were reaching millions and millions of people all around the world because they utilized media effectively, right? And it, it's hard to ignore. Like everybody lives in the shadow of Father Mike Schmitz these days, but it's it, we can't pretend like being the number one podcast in the world, at least for that amount of time that he was is insignificant and meaningless, right? I'm yeah. sure that there are people or even something like the chosen, right? Where Jonathan Rumi is talking about how people who are atheists are having conversions because this show is marketed so well and it's so well produced that people watch it all over the world and are having conversions and they're sharing it with their friends. And you know, you can send father Mike Schmitz to your Protestant friend and they listen and they'll maybe like, Oh, Catholics actually do read the Bible. And like maybe that plant seeds for something like media is not just this thing that people use to get famous It's actually something that we need to be able to leverage well in order to enter into this next phase of the life of the church in America and in the world when we've lost pretty much all of our credibility and no one cares about us and no one considers us at all. Yeah. Everything people said about about social media is actually true about long-form podcasting. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And blogging, you know, and good, good journalism. Yeah, sure. And like, you know... YouTube is technically social media too, but like a good YouTube video, you know, a good, a yes. good yeah, maybe not YouTube. I don't know. YouTube. Uh, I, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Um, so that's kind of my vision is how do we take the things that we've learned, take the things we know, take the worldview that we have. We don't have really have like a platform 
Sure. And so do you, what do you do with the Mars Hill thing and you just create your own platform, put a bunch of money into it and see where it goes? Do you hop on someone else's thing? Um, like where, what do we do with the ideas that we have? What, like it, just thinking like in five years, where do we want to be? Where do we want to end up? What does this thing look like in five years? I don't know. And if the answer is just we just keep doing this every week and maybe we do some extra stuff, great. You know, but just the, the vision that you're articulating, the fact that there are professors at the Catholic school that trains the country's youth ministry. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that they're coming up to you and asking you questions. It means that there's some kind of connection there that could be useful to the church writ large. Yeah. These ideas spread well. Yeah. I should, man, I really wish I'd gone to Steubenville today. I had, I, I had to miss class because I was feeling sick. Oh, but maybe I can go tomorrow. I don't know because they invited me down to New. Po- they, Jacob said, "You know, you can come by New Polity anytime." I might go Patrick, by tomorrow and chat with should. them about this. You should because they they released a, they released a, a series called the Good Money Podcast. Yeah, on, I've seen under it. yeah under the New Polity mm-hmm. podcast. But I should tell them, hey, switch it up. Like, do a New Polity channel on Apple Podcasts and just release it under that. Right. Um, like, see where this is going. Because, like, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I, I feel I think like a lot of right. people to that point, a lot of people would listen to a podcast called good money. I don't think anybody will listen to a podcast called new polity. Like no you're one knows right. what that means. You yeah, know? you're right. Anyway, that's, yeah. I'm sure that like you said, they're probably very smart and know what they're doing, but well, I mean, they are very smart. And they know what they're doing. There's not podcasters. It's a different thing. I mean, I'm really not a podcaster. I just do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like tracker analytics and like go to podcasting conferences, you know, maybe we go to a podcasting conference. Do you think they have those? They used to have those. It was called seek. (laughs) No, they do have podcasting conferences for like independent podcasters. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I think the biggest thing with like what I would, I don't like you said, hop on other people's things. I don't want to do that. But what I do want to do is I, I do want to collaborate with other people that are doing really good things. And like Matt Frad's podcast is pretty, is really good. Yes. It's Um, the best out there right now. Just objectively. Yeah, it's a very good it's a very good podcast. That and you want to know why? Why is that? He just poured a ton of money into making it really good. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. And he and he in a lot of ways he did what the people were asking for. But yeah, I, I, I don't know you I I'd like to know what you want to happen. Because like yeah, you, I would it like seems to know like you're I saying the to. answer is it seems like you're saying the answer is pour a bunch of money into Catholic podcasting. No. Well, Here's the the question is, how do we use the skills that we've gained from doing this for as long as we have, and and just the cultural awareness, right? A lot of people like what's going to sound like I'm suggesting is we start a podcast consulting business. That's not what I'm suggesting. But yeah, a lot that'd of really, that'd be really bad for our clients. It'd be really lucrative for <laughs> us generally because yeah. I think of how many dioceses and how many churches and how many priests and how many religious organizations want to start a podcast, but either peter out after the first, you know, two months because they don't know what they're doing and they're not getting the response they expect, or it's just bad because they, and then they end up quitting because their superior or whoever is telling them, this isn't really working. You should stop wasting time on this because they go through the growing pains that we had, but they didn't have the free time or the, uh, yeah, you know, naivete that we did in order to kind of go through that for two years and then eventually like scoop out of it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And so my question is, uh, is there a way for us to take people who have genuinely 
good things to say and uh, get them in a place where people are hearing what they're saying? Or is similarly, is there a way for us to just like use what we have and use what we've learned in conjunction with the other people who are doing the same kinds of things that we're doing, right? Like it, it feels weird to me. Like the, the, let me just let, here, here it is, here it is, here's it, it's coming out, it's coming out of me. I'm I'm externally processing. What's weird to me is that we have all these people who are who love the church and are working for the church and have these podcasts, but we're all kind of on our islands, right? Yeah. So, uh, not to assume or say that the crunch is a big fish at all. Like we are really not a big podcast, uh, in by any stretch of the imagination. Like our average weekly downloads is less than 1500. Like it's not, it's not phenomenal. Uh, but we've been doing this for a long time. Right. But then there's us and then there's like catching foxes who are similarly, like they had this growth and then they're holding steady and they're doing their thing. They have probably 10 times the amount of downloads that we get. Um, but they, they know who we are and we respect it. Like there's a lot of these, these, there's this knowledge of these other people. And then there's Matt Frad, then there's Scott Hahn, then there's Father Mike, and then there's um, all these other like trad podcasts over here. I'm sure they talk. I'm sure they have a Discord. I'm sure. Um, but like, and then there's the Catholic stuff you should know, gentlemen. Like there's priests with podcasts. Like there's a lot of little like local things. There's but as far the as Catholic show, the Catholic show, the meaning of Catholic, the like I've been looking at a lot of Catholic podcasts lately because I'm so freaking frustrated that there's nothing good to listen to because um, <laughs> it all is just either trad stuff or teachy, teachy stuff. Yeah. Like there's nothing in between. Um, clerically speaking, obviously huge. And that's really it. Like, I, You know what? Honestly, I listened to an episode of Good Money and it was not teachy, teachy. I've listened to Good Money as well. I don't think they're bad, but I just think that they're they're just business guys. So it's just a different kind of podcast. Oh, you didn't like you didn't. It was biz, too businessy. It was informative, but it was not entertaining. Ah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, that is an issue. You do have to be funny. But do you have to be funny? Maybe you don't. Is it? Is it a? Is it? Are we just adhering to the culture standards by saying like we need to make Catholic podcasts more entertaining? Is that is that a wrong path to go down? I don't know. I mean, things need to be engaging. Engaging is probably a better word. Audio needs to be engaging. Because, like, if you listen to audiobooks, people are like, oh, I can't listen to audiobooks because things pull me out. And I'm like, well, maybe just because the words were meant to be read and not meant to be heard. Exactly. The, the, The fundamental thing that I'm wrestling with is so many people on our Facebook page said, the podcast helped me grow in my prayer life or helped me find community or helped me convert to Catholicism or helped me... This like people are like their lives are changing. The way that they're interacting with the world is changing because of our show. And I'm just worried that um, we're we're like the 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 cultural ship is moving in this direction, and podcasts are just getting bigger and bigger and more and more of a way of life for people. Yeah, and the church is just kind of sitting here, not do just chilling, right? And it's people like us who start stuff and try to do it and try to do it well. But we don't get the the support or the, you know, because we also make the decision strategically to not be on social media uh, because it's bad for our souls. And so we are not able to promote it um, because we can't afford to pay someone, right? Because we're not on social media because we don't have a bunch of listeners. It's just, oh, it's like a cycle. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, is there a way to... We should just start a Discord. 
Maybe. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm like, I feel like I'm swirling around these ideas, but I don't exactly know like what the outcome of all of these problems that I see are. You want, you want us to all get together and hang out and be like, and talk about best practices. Or do you want us to share our best practices with smaller podcasts? I want both of those things. Okay. Yes. I wish there was more interconnectedness between faithful Orthodox Catholics who wanted to do this kind of work. I think that that for uh, that thing is more realistic than us sharing our best practices with other with other podcasts. I agree from a place of consulting. Yeah, because that sounds like a business. I don't want to start a business. Um, I will say there are people who have made a lot of money doing consulting for the Catholic Church that have done absolutely nothing. So we wouldn't even have to work that hard. That's that's not wrong, <laughs> but it is wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong, but it's right. At the same time. True. True beans. Think about it, right? Just think yeah. about it. We can always have yeah. that in the back pocket. Fair. Sure. But I do think I do think that it's better to start a, maybe not a network in the sense of like a public facing network, but an internal facing network where we yes. share best practices, what we've learned with other people who have also learned other things. Because like Matt could definitely share things with us. Yes. Catching Foxes could definitely share things. But I've, I've, I've talked about that for a while. Mm-hmm. I've talked about, I've thought about that, but I've mentioned it a couple of times to Luke mm-hmm. and like, Hey, what if we like got together and like did stuff together and promoted each other? But clearly speaking was on this thing where they're like not mentioning other podcasts, which I understand from like a, from like a professional standpoint. What does that even mean? What is a professional, what is a professional podcast? Well, Life Teen stopped, Life Teen stopped mentioning other, uh, other podcasts. Apostolates. Catholic apostolates because they didn't because like if they have to mention one they have to mention another and they don't want to like they were there they were mostly like facing towards teenagers and so they didn't want their social medias promoting people that were not that they didn't have control over so I understand that I think clerically I don't speaking that. you don't understand it well like I I feel like it doesn't hurt if Life Teen mentions focus like yeah maybe SPO gets upset but like do a better job you know like if yeah. You know, obviously that's me saying that as a focus missionary, I know plenty of very good SPO missionaries or some like mentioning net and then not mentioning who knows what other organizations there are. Uh, yeah. It's like, okay, you don't Damascus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to, that's the spirit of the world that I just don't appreciate in, in the midst of all of this, everything. Right. Interesting. Okay. Tell me more about what Clerically Speaking was doing because I don't understand. I don't know. They just weren't mentioning other podcasts and then Father Harrison would make jokes be like, oh, that podcast that doesn't exist. And yeah. yeah. I don't get that either. Because um, we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. I don't think the solution is like a, a podcaster's union. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think it's a group chat. I don't think group it's a group ch- chat. You don't think it's a group chat? No classic love group chats no i hate group chats um since then gifts all day man be like hey just upload a podcast little thing of a cat be awesome Mm -hmm. he's thinking about the next thing he wants to say i am (laughs) you're just like "Uh uh-huh yeah cats whatever pet you're a funny guy (laughs) never forget i'm gonna call you funny pat maybe there's no problem maybe the problem statement that i'm coming up with is just it just doesn't exist like my desire is just for something that maybe is just impossible because I live in Oklahoma and you live in Pittsburgh and everybody else lives everywhere else. And like, we're not close. And so I should just give up this idea of like a desire for any kind of unity for 
Catholicism to approach like new media, you know? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe the, maybe the solution Fulton Sheen not... won an Emmy. That's true. Like That's crazy. It's crazy. And, and yet, and father Mike Schmitz was number one for like a week. They don't have podcasting awards and I don't think institutional awards are an indicator of quality by any means. Absolutely not. No, but they are an indicator of popularity. And so it's true. To the extent that which there is a certain principle of the the temporal ought to recognize the spiritual as superior, even if it doesn't buy into it, right? Like the the world needs to acknowledge the fact that Catholicism is like legitimate and real. And right now, like the top podcasts are, here's the best way to have sex. You know, it's yeah, like yeah, like we need to reclaim that space. And it's not, and not just like, I don't want to just be okay with hitting our 1500 people and then just being like, all right, and that's it. And we did it. Yeah. I think maybe, I think maybe the, the answer is like recognizing, Hey, we need to have a concerted effort amongst one another as opposed to a concerted effort. That's not amongst one another. Come on, Pat, stop being redundant. Um, not we redundant. need to have a concerted effort among podcasters. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. Okay. One Catholic podcaster is like, hey, let's do let's do our what we do really well and like yes. share that knowledge with each other and form a group where we don't share our secrets with outsiders and we come with secret handshakes and we wear robes. Okay. And we have doing. we have different degrees. Uh-huh. Never mind. This could end poorly in a couple hundred years. But we don't have to deal with that. We just make good podcasts. You what you're suggesting is that we we start the Knights of Columbus too. <laughs> <laughs> The Knights of Columbus 2 is just the Freemasons 2. Yes. Not I shouldn't say I'm that. I'm actually maybe I'm maybe I'm seeing a bit of a a bit of a Okay, so more so on what we can do. Yeah. I'm going to edit all of this down so it's going to be coherent. I That's promise. good. I have to leave real soon. Okay. This will be yeah. the last thing I say and then we can wrap it up. Sweet. You and I there's there's generally two groups of people that we need to reach. Group number 1 uh people who just don't believe in God and find faith to be ridiculous, right? And we can win those people over with some kind of humor, genial conversation, the fact that we can talk about political and things of this world in, intelligently and, and convicting, con, convictingly, convince, convincingly? convincingly, with conviction. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's like that one element that I feel like we've, we've grown in and are continuing to grow in. The second group of people that we need to reach is Protestants because they're heretics, right? And like, that's oh, just, well, it's just true. A lot of people don't say it, but it's just a true thing. And material, not formal. Right. Material, not formal, but they're, they're living outside of the fullness of truth and are actively, not actively, some of them are actively damaging the unity of the body of Christ. But a lot of people are just sitting there, not in full communion, not knowing it. And they don't get the Eucharist. And that's sad. Right. So, and and then there's the third group, which is Catholics who are falling away, which I feel like a lot of people are already covering, right? We don't really need to focus super hard on that group of people. My thought is... And, and functionally, Catholics who have fallen away and aren't practicing fall into one of those other two categories. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So maybe if, if you're asking me the question of what can we do, like what's my goal in the next five years, can we have podcasts and content and media that's directed more specifically and tangibly towards those groups of people? And can we take more of our time out of our lives 
to, to, to contact people who are in these spaces and say, hey, you on this, this podcast that's marginally more popular than my podcast, but you're a Protestant, how about you come on our show and like we interview you and let's, let's talk. And maybe we could come on your show and like we could talk. You yeah. know, and like start building relationships with people outside of our current realm. This is why I was desiring like the Catholic group because it's like, it's like a, a place to come back to and say and report back and say here's here's the strides that we've been making. But actually viewing the internet space in the same way that we view the physical space, where yeah, we sure. need to look left and right, look at our neighbors and see what our differences are, and reach out to them and offer them charity and truth. And so there's probably podcasts that are about our size that talk about the things we talk about with politics or with education or with whatever that have never been approached by a Catholic, let alone a Catholic podcaster. You know, have we ever used that, that ability, that gift? Yeah. You know, I feel like that's a way that we can go forward and actually start to, it might take a bit more time, a bit more scheduling, a bit more work starting another feed or whatever. But I feel like that's something that we could tangibly do that would start to achieve the things that I desire to achieve. Yeah. So, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call an audible. No dating okay. corner this week. No dating corner this week. You've got to go. Uh, this week, this week's episode is still sponsored by Catholic match contractually. Uh, we are required to mention them. Yes. Um, go to CatholicMatch.com slash, slash, slash the crunch to start your, uh, sorry, CatholicMatch.com slash crunch oh. to start your uh, free dating profile. Um, I got to go. Okay. But this is a great podcast. I'm really looking forward to hearing people's feedback on this. Yes. Um, I'm really like looking I said, forward to editing this whole thing down yeah, to the... Right. Yeah. And like I said, share, like, sh- uh, sharing podcasts with your friends is the way they listen to podcasts. Like yes. I would never listen to Mars Hill, but I'm probably going to listen to it now. So cool. All right. I will see you later, Ethan. Okay. Thank you so much. Sorry that it took so long to it's do this It's all good. Podcast. It's all good. All right. Do you get to the outro? Uh, Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, I guess it for five years. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Please edit out all of the sniffles and nose blowing. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.